0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shortlift. The show is right on WBCQ, of The Planet, every Monday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. WBCQ is broadcast out of Monticello, Maine. It is replayed every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also on Podomatic.com. Just go to Podomatic and do a search and put in Camp Constitution Radio and you'll find many archived shows and we encourage you to follow that so you'll be notified when a new video, uh, on a new uh, show is posted. And we have other things other than just the show. We have some interviews and some things going back to the 70s and 80s. We've got Gary Allen interviews and Sam Blumenfeld and some other uh, folks of interest that um, that you should be able to find very interesting just the other day somebody downloaded uh, every single program I think uh, there's about 70 or 80 up there posted so very glad to see that uh, also our YouTube channel you could find our archived our shows we convert most of them to YouTube video and you can enjoy them and subscribe to our channel and share and view and all that good stuff and this is really public domain um, we don't uh copyright the program so if you want to embed them on your show please uh feel free to do so we encourage that actually um, <clears throat> This show was brought to you by Camp Constitution which among other things runs a week long family camp and uh next year's camp is going to be uh, where it was this year in Lakeside Christian uh Lakeside Christian Camp and Conference Center July 28th to August 3rd and We're lighting up the program and the instructors. Uh, uh, You can get our promotional material from our website uh, and uh, hopefully be interested. And we also have a uh, a speakers bureau where we go out and present things to different groups. And sometimes we sponsor our own. And I'm up in Maine. I was up in Maine this week and last week um, speaking to a different number of groups. I was up in um, Presque Isle. Uh, went by the drove by the station there uh, WBCQ and I saw this huge huge antenna so I'm very pleased to see uh, the progress that's being made there. I think uh, Alan Weiner is building uh, and his and his colleagues are building one of the if not the largest shortwave station in the world at least in the United States. So I'm very happy to see that. Um, <clears throat> um, I gave presentations on the deep state, uh, which I'll be discussing. And also I spoke, uh, will be uh, spoke uh, to a church on the subject of Camp Constitution. Now coming up in the middle of September, September 15th actually, in Norman. Scotta, Maine, there is, uh, we're going to have a half a day program. Uh, Saturday, uh, it's a place called Cottage in the Woods, and if you go to our Facebook page, you can get the address on there, and uh, or just contact me directly. But we're going to have, um, the first program will be me giving a, Know your constitution. That will be 10 o'clock. And then Professor Willie Soon will be coming up uh, at 11 o'clock and giving a presentation entitled The Climate Change Hoax. And it's interesting. Anytime there's some unseasonably warm weather, and we've had a little bit of a heat wave here in uh, the United States, and uh, in fact, uh, Europe as well, Uh, these folks are screaming bloody murder. That somehow, anytime there's hot weather, it's something to do with CO2. Uh, you know, correlation uh, doesn't mean causality. And um, and the only way to solve this problem, of course, is to have big government step in and just regulate us out of existence. Um, And it's really, it's interesting how many people buy it as I just, I'm staying up in Maine, uh, I'm I'm doing this show here in a little town of Hollow while I went for a walk and I see these signs with the rainbow and we believe, uh, we support Black Lives Matter we love our mother, Muslim brothers, and we uh, we uh, we believe in climate change. If climate change was so something that was so obvious and evident, why do you have to affirm it so vociferously? You think, well, of course, there's climate change. We, of course, climate does change over time, and um, and uh, I think people like Willie Soon are far more qualified to discuss the subject than I. And uh, I've interviewed Willie and others uh, on this uh, on this station here. And also go to our YouTube channel, attack Willie, gave an update at summer camp at our camp on the on the subject and it's very, very informative. It's about fifty minutes long. Uh it's worth seeing if you really want to get some information. And uh <clears throat> Joe DiLeo is uh, another uh he's a colleague of Willie, he's the co founder of the weather channel. He has a a a, a website called IceCaps, icecaps dot com, icecaps.net, uh or dot US, I can't remember, but uh, he uh, he, get an excellent article explaining the recent warm, uh, relatively warm weather, you know, the heat wave, and it has got nothing to do with CO2. Uh, but you know, he's a trained meteorologist and a scientist, so he knows exactly what's going on, and he's not you know screaming bloody murder that the world's coming to an end because you we know, have unless we use plastic bags and ride bicycles and stop eating meat, So I I do recommend that website. To get some uh, up-to-date information uh, that you can use uh, to, you know, when you when you discuss this issue with your liberal or leftist friends. Uh, <clears throat> now, um, last week I discussed the the flag, uh, the Christian flag issue, the law, the law, lawsuit that we filed against the city, and <clears throat> it made the news uh, last week. Actually, two weeks ago. Again, after uh, we had a hearing. Uh, August ninth in the federal court in Boston, and the judge uh, Denise Casper presided. She is an Obama appointee, so we really didn't expect her to issue an injunction in our uh, in, rule in our favor. Now this isn't the end of it, but she uh, just last week she ruled against the uh, an injunction. It means that uh, the the decision of the city of Boston stands, and that was made last Wednesday. And AP picked up the story, Associated Press, and it was covered in newspapers and online sources pretty much all over the country. I don't know how many. uh, uh, Chicago Tribune, Los Angeles Times, San Antonio newspaper, uh, I think a a paper or news source in India covered it. So it's interesting. um, A couple of legal journals, Massachusetts Lawyers Weekly, and there was another National Weekly. In fact, one of the reporters from that paper, I think it was a National I forget what it was called, but he uh, just asked me a few questions about my my uh, opinions or my uh, comments about the decision. And I basically told him, I, we sort of expected her not to rule in our favor. You, it, it, an Obama appointee uh, didn't think they would uh, give us justice, uh, and we weren't, so we weren't terribly surprised. Sometimes uh, a leftist uh, uh, judge will do the right thing, Uh, especially if the decision could affect fellow leftists. In this case, there probably aren't a whole lot of uh, left-wing Christians that would be flying Christian flags on city hall flag poles, so uh, she's not going to worry about it. But she wrote an 18-page report or decision, and uh, it's pretty pretty amazing the the sort of uh, legalistic doublespeak here. Uh, but she basically, uh, sided with the city's attorney that by allowing this flag to fly, uh, then the city would have to allow every flag to fly, including flags that, uh, you know, not, not too well received. Well, um, it's interesting because the city flies the, when I say it flies, the city of Boston will not be flying this flag. We're not forcing the city of Boston to fly a flag. We are simply we applied for a permit to fly to fly the flag on a what they call a public access flagpole, and nothing in the uh, city's uh, instructions or guidelines says anything about secular flags only. That's something that was done arbitrarily. Um, and by the way, the city did fly a Christian flag in 1979. It may have uh, flown other Christian flags, but that was when Pope John Paul II came to Boston. And he served mass on Boston Common and along with the U.S. flag and the state flag and the city flag was the Vatican flag, which I would say is a Christian flag. I don't think too many people would dispute that in the court of law. Now, uh, one person suggested that, well, of course, the pope is the head of state, so that was legitimate to do that uh the Pope today is the head of state, but in nineteen seventy nine the United States did not recognize the Vatican. That didn't happen until the Reagan administration. I'm not certainly certain which year it was, but it definitely was not nineteen seventy nine. So we you know we have that, uh and and again I don't I personally don't have a problem with the Vatican flag flying on the Boston City Plaza flagpole or the flag of the Knights of Columbus or the flag the Episcopal flag. Uh, uh, i would have problems personally with the uh, flags of muslim countries and by the way it is illegal to fly a foreign flag on city state or municipal pro- or county municipal property in massachusetts it's a book uh, it's a law that's on the books i think it's a 20 dollar fine for each violation and the city uh has been violating that law but they just won't enforce it it's interesting to note, too that if you misuse the city flag which has a Bible verse on it. If you misuse the city flag, you can be fined uh, twenty dollars, I think. Uh, so it's a uh, ten dollars more than flying the foreign flag. So uh, it looks like uh, you know cities and towns and states who have flags have a compelling interest to protect the use of that flag. So I I, I thought that was pretty interesting. As you do research, you see things, um, you find things of of interest. So getting back to the law case, so um, the lawsuit. So it was interesting that. Uh, the AP story, you know, did an okay job. It kind of focused mainly on the decision. They didn't, we didn't get a whole lot of phone calls. Uh, a lot of times a, a newspaper or a news source subscribes to, uh, AP and they just run the story as it is. They don't uh, comment, but we did get a few inquiries, a few people called Liberty Council and asked about it. And I got a few phone calls and I got a phone call just the other day in the morning, um, uh, about eight o'clock in the morning, and it was from a man that lived in the Greater Boston area. At first, I thought he was with the media because he asked me, "Why do I want to fly a Christian flag?" Of course, what difference does it make? Why I want to fly it? You know, why do I want to eat in a diner? Why do I want to go for a run or a walk? Who cares? It's not his business, really. What, what we want to do, but I explained to him that <clears throat> we wanted to fly the Christian flag in uh, in connection in conjunction with. Uh, Constitution Day and uh, that would have been September 17th was, last year is when we wanted to, to do it uh, and that's when we were denied uh, the permit to fly the flag and we were going to have a, a, a short ceremony uh, history of Boston uh, the Christian contributions to the city of Boston um, we were going to have uh, a man uh, Re- Reverend Stevie Craft, who's one of our instructors talk about the need for ra- racial reconciliation. Christians should play a role in recon- racial reconciliation and, and I raised the flag, and, um, and what happens is that that flag will stay on that flagpole until another group puts their flag up, or until we take it down. Uh, five years ago, we raised the Gadsden flag, and that was there for a whole week until another group. And the city sometimes will fly a flag, like it flies uh, the Bunker Hill flag, to um, commemorate the Battle of Bunker Hill, which, by the way, is almost identical to the Christian flag. That it has a little pine tree on the uh on the cross on, on one of the parts of the cross the horizontal part of the cross <clears throat> so um anyway um so this man will say what do, well what is your what do you think about the muslim flag or you know the nazi flag or the kkk flag and i said what i think of it is irrelevant And he said well you're dodging my question i said no I said, what I personally feel or think about a flag is not the issue. It's the issue is why we can't fly our flag when other groups can fly their flag. Uh, And so I explained to him, no, I said, personally, I would do not like the flag of communist China, especially when the city passes a resolution honoring the communist Chinese revolution that led to the deaths of millions of people or the the Cuban flag, which is an oppressive regime. Uh, 90 miles off our shore. And I don't like the rainbow flag that commemorates the Stonewall riots in lower Manhattan at a uh, a mob owned uh, homosexual bar where uh, the patrons uh, rioted against the police. And the transgender flag, I'm not personally, I don't personally like the transgender flag. So he said, Well, what if they fly the Nazi flag? I said, Well, this is what you ought to do. I said, You find out when that flag is being flown. And then you go down there and you get a permit or just get a permit and fly your flag right after their ceremony. That means their flag comes down. <clears throat> or, of course, the city might just completely do away with that. And um, and that's their prerogative. But it looks like the city says we accept the speech and what represents Communist China. We represent or we are we're okay with uh, Communist Cuba we're okay with the homosexual agenda we're okay with the transgender uh, a transsexual agenda but that little red cross on that christian flag we just can't accept that and the the judge the um the, the judge actually she's she used the terminology forced the city of boston to fly and a uh, separation it will uh, basically look like the city of boston is uh, embracing the christian religion and it's almost ludicrous because I don't think anyone is going to ever accuse the mayor of Boston and the uh, city council members as being somehow Bible Bible thumping Christians. They are actually Bible human uh, uh, humanist manifesto thumping humanists. Uh, they uh, so far to the left, it's kind of ridiculous. It's uh, it's almost a uh, it's like a Soviet Politburo. There is very little. Uh, very little, and not one city councilor, including the one who represents me, even bothered to talk to me or, or say anything. Uh, they wouldn't dare. However, I guarantee you if Mayor Marty Walsh was a conservative, and yet, no, I don't think he should fly the transgender flag. It would offend people, um, and we don't want to present that. You know, transgender people have a very high suicide rate, and uh, it causes a lot of stress. And We don't want to. We don't want to celebrate that. You know, it's just not the right thing to do. Oh, you better believe that there would be massive demonstrations against Walsh. They'd be calling for his head on a platter. They would be um, calling for him to be expelled from the office and what have you. And <clears throat> people wouldn't tour its organizations, wouldn't be coming to Boston. The Red Sox would take a strong stance against it. You could imagine the outcry, but uh, a little Christian flag... And it's interesting. Uh, on the left-wing news sources, uh, I read some of the left-wing news sources, and I, I, I did comment on a few of the family-friendly sites and just encourage them to check out our website. I didn't go into any details, um, but the but the uh, the left-wing sources are really vulgar and nasty. There's a, a lesbian L B I can't even L B something Q lesbian bisexual. I can't even remember all these letters, what all, they all stand for. Um, they were so ridiculous. Uh, a frivolous judge uh, lashes out against frivolous lawsuit or something crazy like that. And um, and I'm thinking, well, oh, that's frivolous. But forcing a a, ba- a little bakery in Colorado uh, you know, to, to put little homosexual, uh, two men in, in tuxedos on the top of the cake. That's not frivolous. That's a civil rights issue that needs to be addressed. And we'll raise money all over the country to make sure that man is brought to justice and forced to do something that violates his own. He has no business having any, any uh, opposition to our agenda. See, that's not frivolous. But this lawsuit that deals definitely with the First Amendment issue, as well as the uh, state constitution's um, free speech, that, of course, is frivolous. And they are, and of course they want to make a case that we're homophobes when when not that's not that's not the issue at all. But they want to make it the issue. And then another site uh, will say that we're uh, we're victims. The Christ the we've had it so good for so long, and now these Christians are complaining, and they're they they have a persecution complex and all that. It's because we don't have a persecution complex. And my bottom line is, what are they so afraid of? Why are they so afraid of a, a little ceremony talking about racial reconciliation and uh, why that little flag with a red cross on it? I mean, how horrible could it be? But you see, this will, I think, this case, and this is why one of the reasons why Liberty Council took this case, because this case could have, uh, you know, could set a precedent. Um, and we really, I think we really had no choice in this issue um, when, when the, when the, when uh, the, when the permit was denied i got a phone call it would actually about about this time last year it was uh the tuesday after labor day and the the lady who i dealt with whom i dealt with um said um it's been denied this isn't over and she realized that this was not correct The not wrong thing to do and i simply asked for a um an official email which i got from her boss greg gregory he's the um He's the, he's, the, he's the defendant in the case, and I don't think I've ever met the man. <clears throat> and he said it's a separation of church and state, and it was ironic that the uh, the email had an embedded uh, city seal, which contains the Bible verse from First Kings 5th chapter, I believe. Anyway, um, so uh, she said this isn't over, and I sent out a news release just to local media about this issue, and not one of them responded, not one of them bothered to, phone and say anything to care less so but a friend of mine who got the email suggested I got a hold of Liberty Council which I did very quickly and Liberty Council got a hold of me within I think it was within 10 hours and they liked what they saw and they took the case pro bono um, I'm sure these things have happened to other people and maybe other organizations and it's uh, but they don't have the funds to to fight this and that's the sad thing is uh, it takes a lot of money if uh, if you don't have the money. Back about, you know, it was over 20 years ago, I was with some people in front of Faneuil Hall in Boston. Upstairs in the main hall was a pro-UN a UN association group was having their meeting. And we simply had, it was about eight of us, and uh, we were very orderly, we were passing out information about <clears throat> uh the UN why we should get out of the UN we weren't harassing anybody we weren't um, you know we weren't blocking anybody's entrance we weren't selling anything and a um, a security guard who looked like he had the power of arrest he was carrying a gun and such um, he said I think he was a I think he was a city um, facilities officer he wasn't a Boston policeman he said uh, you have to leave or you will be arrested and I said, "What are we? Or what would you? What ordinance or law are we breaking?" He couldn't tell me. He said, "The people upstairs don't like you here." Well, I said, "That sort of makes our case against the UN, doesn't it?" So I, I actually called nine one one, and he said, our, uh, you know, "Our right, our right to assembly uh, is has been violated, and um, I think it should come out." Oh, you, that's, that's a civil case. You, we can't deal with that. So uh, I did call a lawyer, and he said, "You got a good case here." He said, but it's going to cost you 5000 bucks to get started. And I thought, well, you know, don't have 5000 Uh We did get our licks in, and we got our information out, and we demonstrate that the U.N. is a very anti-American organization that doesn't like their freedom of assembly. Um, I did get, did get a hold of one city councilor, and he sent me the rules and ordinances, and we weren't violating any of them. But again, uh, justice is sometimes expensive. And uh, if you are in a minority uh, ideologically in Boston, there's not much sympathy for you. And so, and that because that was over 20 years ago. So um, we're uh, so our next step is to uh, we had two options. One is to uh, ask for an emergency injunction, which our attorneys, um, our attorney Roger Ganem said is sort of hard to get. And my my other concern would be, well, gee, if we do that, and in the likely event they give us the injunction. We don't have a lot of time to actually prepare, and I expect that we'll have a, pre, a much bigger turnout. If the city just said, oh yeah, go ahead and fly the flag. Um, it wouldn't have been much of an issue. Uh, it would have been up there for a couple of days maybe, and very few people would have taken notice. Uh, but now it's gonna be, I think, a major media event if we do get the permit. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, so what we're gonna do is just uh, file an appeal, and it's gonna be a few months before we can probably get a hearing and uh, we're just going to put it in God's hands, and uh, I'm very delighted that uh, this uh, this organization, uh, Liberty Council, is doing this. And uh, and I, I, you know, this was never my intention. Somebody said some one of the one of the liberal columnists, uh, not column, one of the liberal, uh, the Boston Globe, and the people commenting. Now I'm looking for my 15 minutes of fame. That's not what this is about. Of course, they don't understand that. And it's interesting, too, just how ignorant some of these people are, separation of church and state. In fact, this man that called me a few days ago, he actually is a libertarian-type guy, a likable guy, but he said, separation of church and state, Thomas Jefferson wrote the Constitution, and this is what he said. And I said, Thomas Jefferson didn't write the Constitution. In fact, Thomas Jefferson was in France when the Constitution was written. I said, uh, what you're referring to is a letter he wrote to the Danbury Baptists of Connecticut. And the Danbury Baptists were a little concerned that there would be a national church established. And he basically made reference to a separation. I think he said it's a one way thing. I can't remember. And at that time, you had states that were state churches, that had state churches. And I asked the gentleman, Did you know that? That the First Amendment of the Constitution was what ratified in 1791. It was a December. Uh, I think it's December sixteenth, I can't seventeenth, uh, Bill of Rights Day. And I said, for some reason, and, um, and and a lot of these states didn't do away with that, their state churches up until the eighteen twenties. Massachusetts had a state church up until the eighteen twenties. So how is that a, how was that allowed? Uh somehow um, and I'm I'm not in favor of a state church by the way at all. But the middle of states had them. And on their own, without any pressure from the ACLU or gay and lesbian groups or transgender groups because they didn't exist back then of course i'm being a little facetious but they thought no this wasn't the right thing to do and they uh, removed that from their state constitutions and um, you know a lot of times they you know past practices they came from europe and they well this is what they do in europe unless so we should do it here and it's interesting too uh, of course a lot of our laws common laws and such came out of england and a lot of these were good things but as time went on, we started having our own uh, our own unique uh, experiences. And I think that's where the term American exceptionalism came from. And uh, we don't have state churches, uh, which is a good thing. Look, state churches uh, don't don't generally help the church, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't advance the kingdom of God. So anyway, um, we're so we're very pleased that we um. We're very pleased that we're getting this, uh, making this happen. And I again, I look at this as God's hand in this. Um, and we're just praying for the best and hoping that people can be motivated. And this is something we probably, other or encouraging other groups to uh, use that flagpole. Um, there was a pro-life uh, flag. And I'm encouraging uh, some local pro-life organizations to fly the pro-life flag. That doesn't have any Christian symbolism. Uh, and there's, fair, there's a few... Pro life flags that I've seen uh, one of them has a little uh, little baby in the center of it, and it just says choose life and uh, if you go at uh, Google images, you'll see various and the other thing too is that um depending how this case comes out, you know we're gonna be using this flag pole for other things too. It's not just this one Christian flag, but we have not designed a flag, but we're going to design have someone design a flag for camp constitution mm-hmm. and um also um Again, other groups should be able to... uh, Patriotic Christian-type groups should be able to use this flagpole and fly their flags and have their ceremony. And uh, so I think we're... I I think this is a good thing overall. It's giving people a good lesson on the Constitution, on the First Amendment and other things. So uh, stay tuned to that. I'll uh, update people as it comes. Uh, You can... In fact, I would encourage you, just do a search, federal judge denies Christian group or Christian flag, it was fascinating when you look at when you just do a search and put the federal judge denies Christian, whatever, a lot of other things come up. It seems that it gives evidence that the federal government is hostile to Christianity. They rule against this and they rule against that rule in favor of atheists and so forth. Well, of course, when your federal government is a de facto humanist, the original religion of humanism, they're always going to rule against Christians. Or, or, or people of faith. It just makes obviously you expect that um, you expect, uh, and it's even under the Trump regime because you've got tens, hundreds of lawyers or judges, I should say, that were appointed by leftists in the past, and many of these leftists uh, wear the Republican mantle, and some of them are just afraid to, to take on the culture war, the cultural Marxism that's uh, uh, that's really uh, permeating our society. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. Um, uh, it would be interesting to see if a, if a Muslim group wants to raise the uh, a Muslim flag. But Muslims aren't really big on symbolism uh, and statues and things like that. So it's not likely that I haven't seen any uh, doing that in Boston. And they probably don't think they have to. So, um, uh, so I'm not, again, but if the city has a policy where private organizations can raise their flag, they've got to let them raise their flag but instead of being selective, just the speech that we want. Um, But they did say that we could have our own We could have a ceremony there, and we could could fly. We could hold Christian flags. We could have the Christian flag up at the podium next to us. But once that ceremony is over, that flag, we can't can't keep it up. We have to take them home with us, you see. So that, again, is an interesting thing. And the city actually did have a – they do have a gospel. Every year there's a gospel uh, gathering on City Hall Plaza – and the city's uh, city hall will um, rent to uh, Christian groups to use their facilities and, and schools around the around the city. There's a public school, a government school in West Roxbury section of Boston. And I actually attended a service there on a, on a few occasions. So that seems to be okay. Um, that's not a problem here, but with um, with our flag, it is. So again, stay tuned and. I think I'm running out of time. I was going to talk a little about about the deep state, but that will have to be for another show. Uh, so thank you for listening. You've been listening to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtliff, And the show is heard on WBCQ, The Planet, every Monday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as well as Thursday night, same time. And you could find us on, uh, visit our website, campconstitution.net. Go to our YouTube channel, and we do encourage you to subscribe to our channel Um, we've uh, we reach about over 3200 subscribers and we're close to a million views on our and we have all of our videos just about all of our videos from camp all of the classes incredible classes uh, are uploaded and some of them are enjoying uh, good viewership some of them we need to boost the the views so please do that Uh, that's one way to help another way to help if you like what you're hearing to help this show it does cost a little bit of money to have this show and consider being a camp constitution supporter. Go to our website, there's a PayPal uh, button. You can make a one-time donation or a uh, reoccurring donation. And if you have a business or a nonprofit, we will list you as a sponsor. And with that, you get a legitimate um, tax write-off. It's it's a, a business expense. Uh, so uh, again, you can just go to our website and you know, it'll leave your contact information at campconstitution.net. So until next week, may God richly bless you, and thank you for listening. With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.